Hi, um, welcome to Virtually Playable. Uh, this is the podcast where we talk to d- d- devs in virtual reality. Um, and with me here, I've got David from CoinFlip Studios, who has worked on the recently released Ninja Legends on Quest. Hey, David, how's it going? It's going great. And Ninja Legends has been so much fun to work on. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, so um, introduce yourself and uh, yeah, your studio and what you've worked on. Yeah, so our studio is seven people that have worked on Ninja Legends. We have about three developers, a few designers, and one artist. So all the art here is from that one guy, and it's all made in-house. Wow. Yeah, we took about nine months to make Ninja Legend from the time we started to the release on the Quest. Um, About eight months to the release on Steam, but the Quest release was a lot more intensive with the performance uh, enhancements necessary to get it to run on Android-based hardware. Do you think that was a pretty fast turnaround? Nine months doesn't sound like long. It's a very fast turnaround. Yeah. We had a very clear goal because we didn't even consider building for the Quest until I had played one at Oculus Connect 5. And with that, I, I just knew there's going to be a big new market for VR content. And yeah. most of the content that's out there right now won't be able to go onto this device. Yeah, that's... It was a a content starved market we saw coming up and that that's what made us decide to make ninja legends yeah true because because of the fact that you know it's got that that graphical limitations um and and right is that the main reason like that was the main reason why, why yeah. you thought that um, yeah android based means you have a whole lot more limitation around the gpu the cpu is not as big of a difference but the gpu difference is huge so normally you would be able to put a hundred of our ninjas on the screen with a PC on yeah. the quest. You can do about eight at a time. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, and so like I've, I've listened to you talk about your game in another podcast where you very much spoke about the market and market position and opportunities. So I was wondering, um, when you approach a ninja game like this, is, is there passion behind it and behind that particular theme or was it more of you, you just saw that there was an opportunity? The actual gameplay itself is what we were passionate about. We really enjoyed Beat Saber, Gorn, and most of us have been playing VR games for years before we even started working on this. So we took all the parts that we loved about the games and built on top of that. So we loved the the melee-based combat in Gorn, but we thought the enemies were too slow and not interesting enough. And then we liked Sirento, but Sirento is way too high-end of an experience when it comes to motion sickness and being really in virtual reality. And we thought a lot of people coming to the Quest would be new to VR instead of buying a second virtual reality system. And we didn't expect many people who already owned a PC-based VR to be buying the Quest. Yeah, I totally get that. Um, I, I was, I think that like along the same lines as well. Um, you know, I see like a lot of people talk about locomotion and motion sickness uh, and and the high end of the VR market. And those those people are they they want to push what VR can do and they want to move around in new ways. But like, don't you think that like the Quest is it's trying to tackle a whole new new audience, right? Like people yeah. who have never tried it before. Um, yeah, since it has the low price point and everything included uh, setup, it, it brings a whole bunch of new people who 
previously couldn't have done VR to the VR marketplace and making an introductory style game for them is really what we wanted to do. Our sales numbers are definitely showing that it was the right choice. And we've gotten a lot of pushback on Reddit in the more intense VR forums saying, oh, this game is not pushing the bounds of VR enough. Um, but that's not really what we set out to do. We set yeah. out to make a really solid sword fighting game for the quest and make it very beginner friendly. Yeah, going. I, I tried it. Uh, not not. For, I didn't play long, but uh, when I was in there, I thought like this is. It feels like I've been put into a, a Mortal Kombat game, like in terms of, you know, the the arena. It feels like the backdrop of a Mortal Kombat Mortal Kombat game. Um, and then the gameplay, the gameplay is kind of similar to, um, you know, a, a more advanced version of Fruit Ninja, I suppose. Because yeah, one you know, of my slice. favorite things I've done so far in the game is equipped the gauntlets, which is a later weapon unlock, and the uh, like chain dart. Yeah. And with those equipped, you you chain dart somebody, bring them to you, and uppercut. And the whole time, I'm just uh, yelling, "Get over here!" Yeah. yeah. Yeah, last night I uh, I fired the the bow and arrow at one point, and there were not really any enemies in front of me, so I just stood there like waiting for my 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 slow mo bullet time uh, arrow to <laughs> arrows to fly forward. It was quite funny, actually. Is there yeah, any way to speed once you fire the arrows? Is there any way to speed them up or anything? <laughs> no, we we've got that request of make it so I can undo my arrow fire and save the yeah. arrow for later. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll probably get there eventually. The next big update is going to be archery based. And so with that, we'll be doing a lot of changes to the bow. Um, the bow that's currently in the game in the sword based mode will mostly stay the same, but there'll be a, a whole bunch of changes to a new bow that will be added for that specific mode of just pure archery. Yeah. Cool. And, uh, I know you have tried Light Strike Array, another game on on the on VR, where it's a, based yeah. on a lot of tools and weapons. And yeah, like... I've talked to that dev a lot too. Yeah, um, he stops by the same meetup that I do at at Silicon Valley Virtual Reality. Yeah, so we've talked a good bit, and um, his game is pretty nice. The multiplayer aspect means in in VR it's not going to do well. I just you have to be one of the top 10 multiplayer games to even have a, a big enough user base to support gameplay. Yeah. Yeah. And so in San, you're in San Francisco, right? Right. Yeah. What's the local VR dev scene like there? Like fairly active or? It's been fairly active. There's been the ups and downs in the market and we're on an upswing with the quest, which is nice. Yeah. Do you think like that initial wave around 2016, a few people have dropped off since then? Yeah, uh, it, yeah. It was a lot of people in 2016. The meetups were maybe 150 people. Yeah. Um, and then it kind of dropped down to maybe 50 people at the end of 2018. And now it's starting to pick back up. Yeah. Melbourne, uh, down in Melbourne, we do have meetups and like it's around 10 people so we're trying to work <laughs> yeah. on getting that up there yeah all right so uh you mentioned that the topic of expectation you wanted to tackle and i i thought when the more i thought about expectation i thought this is like a meta topic but this is so relevant to vr right now 
Yes, um, there's so many expectations around VR in general. Yeah. Uh, some of the ones in gameplay that are small, but they'll be very noticeable when you're in a game, is you expect to be able to pick things up. Yeah. And in our game, we just made sure there was nothing around you that even looked like it might be something you would pick up. So uh, I played a, a few games, like especially Skyrim or um, Fallout, where you walk into a room and there's things on the table and you want to pick them up. And then yep. you realize, no, that's just a big mess. You can't do anything with it. Yeah, uh, I did. I think that kind of expectation that you're not going to be interacting with stuff. Yeah. It, it helps a lot when you don't have that ability. Yeah. Um, some I, people who play VR more want to like flip the swords or throw the swords or something like along those lines. And it's just not what our game is about. Um, there's also the expectations around story. We, we made mm -hmm. sure in all of our marketing that we didn't try to play that up. Um, some other games that have been released recently played their story up, and then it, it wasn't really there. Yeah. Um, there's, like, with your type of game, there is potential for story, right? Because, I mean, I, I haven't gone that far, but the first sort of boss character I, I, I came across um, yeah. had a really, like, interesting look and the way he played, like, it looked like it was straight out of like uh, an anime um and that was yeah. really impressive and i thought uh more things like this as you as you go deeper in the game must be really cool um things become more and more magical as you go further and further yeah. so you start out with enemies that just behave like a normal human biped would be able to behave and then you get to more and more enemies that are teleporting are throwing weird orbs at you that you have to slice you can't just block uh, and then the final bosses just summoning people over the place, throwing orbs all over the place. It gets a lot more magical. But yeah, as far as story goes, we we just have the text. We didn't want to like do cutscenes. We did actually make a number of cutscenes that never made it into the game. Yeah. And those, they didn't feel good enough. There was kind of a, a bar that we wanted to meet in order to include those. We could just not get them there without having full facial movements and a lot more uh, work on the voiceovers yeah. that we really wanted to put in. Yeah, I was impressed straight off when I joined in the game that you had your voice actor for the tutorial guy was sounded pretty good, I think. Um, oh, yeah, we I had that it. one professionally done, Yeah, and he was great. Uh, he, he was really fun to work with. Yeah, it was like... A, I want the tutorial to go faster, but also I want to keep listening to that guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, like, people coming... Who's the, like, the target audience for this game? Is it is it uh, people who just want a combat game, or is it, like, specifically ninja people? Like, wh what do you think about that? I think it's mainly the combat aspect. It's for people who enjoy Beat Saber or Fruit Ninja, but want a, a more deep and engaging uh, content loop. Uh, those are both really great games, but they're not going to change much past what they first introduce. Yeah. You can keep upping the difficulty, but it still won't change further down the line. Um, for us, we really enjoy a lot of the combat games that are out there in VR and wanted to make something that was even better and more intense. 
And that kind of intensity is something that we focused on. Uh, we kind of put as our goal to make the most intense VR combat game. And I, I think we delivered on that. Yeah. Especially if you go up to like the hero difficulties, those, those levels are very hard and very intense. It's, everything's moving much faster. You don't get almost any of the slow-mo time that you get in the lower difficulties. You're not going to get the arrows that say, oh, there's somebody that's about to stab you in the back. And that intensity level just ratchets up really fast with the difficulties. Yeah, I played it on normal and I just played a few levels, but it was even, I died once already just in that, in that short time. Um, and uh, like, do you think people go into this, they might be going in expecting something like Sekiro or Assassin's Creed. And then that what they expect, they might they might have had huge expectations for this, and then they're a bit disappointed. Do you think that happens? I don't think so. One of the strangest comments that we've gotten is that the trailer doesn't do the game justice. Oh, okay. We we've heard that like, multiple times from multiple different sources. Um, so I think the expectations we're setting are about right, if not a little bit too low. Uh, it, it's really hard to truly show off a VR experience in a trailer. Mm. And I think the video you have here of the like, third-person view of him actually playing shows it off a bit better than we probably do in the trailer. Did you? Is that one of your your team members? Or? Yeah, that's Brent's right there playing. Yeah. He's one of the designers. And did you, did you, um, did you look into, like, live or the you know the the mixed reality yeah uh, live is something that we've used and we've made a number of videos with it but we just didn't include those in the trailer which we may be changing um soon yeah so um and expectations on your side like the the launch are you happy with how it's going so far we're very happy with how it's done so far and it's been slightly exceeding our expectations. We did a, a market breakdown because we're all business people first and foremost. So we looked at how many headsets are out there on what platforms and what kind of market penetration are we expecting with this title. We've hit most of the metrics we expected, a little bit less on Steam than we thought we would get and a, a good bit more on Oculus than we thought we would get, which was really nice. What's the... Uh... Uh, What's the price point on Steam? Like, is it the same as Quest? Do you sell it at the it's same, same price? It's the same, so it's $20 across the board. Okay. And uh, we're hoping to get to PSVR eventually, but that process is much, much longer and involved and much more approvals to go through there. Yeah. And it'll be $20 there once we do. Yeah, I, I um, putting it at that price, it also help, It sets the expectation as well. So. I guess, like, how long, how much gameplay do you think, how long do you think you could play this game for, like, the average playthrough? The average playthrough so far, since we have some stats in the game to look at this, is about 10 hours to beat the final boss. Wow. That's more than I thought. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> when I personally play through it on the, like, ninja difficulty and try to speed run it, it takes me a little shy of two hours. Yeah. So that's if you speed run, it takes about two hours, but you will be just ready to die. It's so intense if you try to play through the entire thing in two hours. I, I start sweating after 30 minutes. After an hour, I'm, I'm 
parched and, and after two it's just time to go to sleep yeah at one point i decided to sort of start testing it and seeing how did how did you do it and what how can i kind of exploit the way that the gameplay worked out and i was just swinging my saws rapidly but i wasn't getting anywhere right because you've got the like a blocking mechanism in there is that right we got uh, multiple mechanisms to prevent flailing, as we call it. So our flail prevention is um, sometimes enemies will block. Sometimes they'll jump away from you and dodge if you're yeah. flailing. Uh, and also we tie the amount of damage your swing does to your hand movement speed. So if you're just flicking your wrist, you're going to do 10% of the normal weapon damage. It's, it's just going to be nothing. Yeah. Um, and the, the huge guy with the, like the long, the polearm sort of weapon, I, as soon as I saw yeah. him, the, like the tall samurai, that was, that was an awesome moment. Um, and there must be more throughout the game. I'll, I'll definitely keep playing it. Uh, so what's next for you guys? Next for us is, uh, once we're finished getting ready for packs and doing the demo, we'll finish up the first update, which is going to be the archery update. I'm really excited for it since there's not a good archery game out on the quest yet with other vr platforms there's like longbow and quiver and elven assassin yeah um, but none, none of those have come over to the quest which is a bit surprising to me so is that yeah. a, would you do it as a totally separate mode or like it'll be a totally separate mode it'll have its own levels um there'll, there'll probably be several different styles since i'm going to try to make one that feels like elven assassin one that feels like quiver um, be inspired by those. Yeah. Have you tried on the, on the Vive, there's a game called Ar Arcade Saga, I think. Um, and it's got three modes, one, one with the bow and arrow, one with like a bat and some other mode. The bow and arrow mode in Arcade Saga is awesome. And it's like a full on workout. <laughs> I've not tried the Arcade yeah. Saga. Yeah, no, I, it's one of the first games I've played because it came free with the Vive. Like I got a free subscription um, and I was blown away. I think that game is really uh, underappreciated. Um, so check that out. I think for, for bow, bow gameplay, it's fantastic. Um, all right. So thank you for coming on the show, David. Um, if we want to follow you, how can we uh, keep up with your studio? So uh, you can follow Ninja Legends uh, or join us on Discord. Um, we have uh, Twitter and we have Instagram, YouTube, all the different channels. Um, also, definitely try out the game. Steam has a pretty generous return policy if you want to try it out and know if it's for you and then return it if it's not. Sorry, my you cat. Just wanna, uh, people do enjoy it. Oh, <laughs> He wants to know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, all right. So uh, Ninja Legends VR, check it out, guys. Um, thank you so much for coming on the show, David, and all the best with uh, the bow update. Thank you so much. Thanks, John. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Bye.